Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition to Wrestlers with Experience. I am your host, Mark Knight, one half of the illustrious tag team with myself and Dietrich Davis. And um, as I'm recording this, I just want to give you guys um, a safe salutations and a safe greetings to each and all. And I also want to take this time out to say Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers to all of the fans that are listening to this um i just want to wish you guys the very best big up to all the mothers just keep in mind man that without your moms we would not have our first teachers our first nurturers and everybody in between in our lives so <clears throat> i just want to get that out the way now normally in this particular case with this with episodes that i'm about to get into i normally do not cover um stories like this when it comes to professional wrestling but i had a talk with dietrich davis and um i felt that it's about time that maybe i too myself should be able to start tackling some of the um more controversial ends in professional wrestling now normally i cover um the stuff from New Japan Pro Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, and a few independent uh, shows like uh, ROH or whatever, which I will get into doing. But um, damn, I thought I put this thing on um, on silence, but I sure as hell didn't do that. That's brilliant on my on my behalf, you know. Um, Mother's Day alerts, ringtones going off, you know what I mean? Um, just shouting people out and people returning replies. Um, Anyhow, I want to get into this story because I happened to see this come across on my Facebook feed on Friday night while I was um, sitting up um, doing some of my my papers for um, college. And um, this story was posted by Sonny Black, a independent wrestler here in New York City from the Bronx. Uh, one of my boys. Um, it's also one of the guys that um, you know got a got a start along with us out here in the um, in the industry here in, in New York City. But he brought up a story about a guy here in New York City who um, was alleged to have been um, sexually harassing um, wrestlers. And a fan, a several couple of years ago, and now the story is coming out to pass. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't like I said I don't normally um, do stories like this, but I have to on this particular case because it's about time for me to get my hands a little dirty and uh, just to talk about this situation. And the story has to entail with one Rick. Cataldo. Now, if any of you listeners here from the East Coast are familiar with Rick Cataldo, you would know that Rick Cataldo was one of the um, leading voices for professional wrestling and in general, professional wrestling and how it fits in and how he has a product that's geared towards 
the LGBT community, which is the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender um, community. Um, they're wrestling fans and professional wrestlers um, of this community in the business. Now, I call this one the black eye of professional wrestling. And the reason why I call this one the black eye of professional wrestling is because you have some people in the industry that will do things that will leave a black eye, a literal black eye in the sport. Now, as I go into this, I just want you to be aware that this is not an advocacy for anti-LGBT. This is not um, anti-gay, anti-lesbian, anti-transgender, anti-bisexual. What this is, it's about a person who did wrong. And it's about a person alleged to do wrong. And how this black eye of pro wrestling needs to be healed. Now, over the years, we know that there have been a number of professional athletes, past and present, who have struggled being either gay or lesbian. We have had wrestlers past and present who are celebrated for being gay and or lesbian or bisexual. And you've had guys and girls who are making strides in this business being gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender. Hell, we know that at the top of the women's division in AEW, the women's champion is Nyla Rose, who is a transgender woman, and she is the world's champion. So amongst all of the brightness within professional wrestling, there's been some black eyes in this in this conversation. And I'll get into talking about that later. But let's talk about the situation here with um, <clears throat> Rick Cataldo. A matter of pride, co-founder Rick Cataldo accused of sexual assault. Four wrestlers and one fan accused Cataldo of groping and or harassing them. This is coming from off of Outsports. And this is by Brian Bell. So all um, credits and citations and things go to this man right here. This is the source material. And I'm going to get into details about this. So according to this article, this contains explicit description and explicit discussion of sexual assault. So this is not going to be for the faint of heart. But if you are a listener to Wrestlers With Experience, you guys don't have virgin ears. So let's get right into it. I'm going to be blunt about a lot of this stuff. So it is what it is. Let's get down. 
Four pro wrestlers and a wrestling fan have come forward with allegations of sexual assault, harassment, and manipulative behavior against Rick Cataldo, co-founder of the LGBT-centric wrestling promotion, A Matter of Pride. The accusations against Cataldo was first raised by professional wrestler Ryan Z in a public statement released via Twitter. According to Ryan, Cataldo approached him in a production room at a Capitol Wrestling event in Hoboken, New Jersey, July 14, 2018, knelt in front of him and began running his fingers on his knee without consent. Cataldo allegedly continued despite Ryan's objections, ultimately rubbing Ryan's penis. I flatly told him stop and no multiple times, along with other serious protests throughout the entire incident, but Mr. Cataldo ignored this, wrote Ryan. Cataldo is said to have eventually stopped after another wrestler noticed his actions, but Ryan's attempt to exit the room and allegedly drew, excuse me, but Ryan's attempt to exit the room allegedly drew another unwanted advance. According to Ryan, Cataldo followed him and began to intrusively explain to me how he performs oral sex on men while making tongue gestures close to his face. Comedians Matt Moran and Christopher Crespo, who were in the room during the alleged incident, incident recall seeing Cataldo and Ryan's interaction that night. It seemed like a game of chicken. Rick had his hand on the inside of Ryan's leg and kept moving it closer to his groin. Moran told Outsports, It seemed like a game that I have seen before when you ask, Are you nervous? And then kept moving closer until someone someone caves in i've been in sports locker rooms before and guys in general making jokes of that sort of thing so i figured they were friends and they were both in on it but it wasn't until weeks later i heard that this wasn't the case moran added i was on my phone and i heard a heated ex exchange between the two and that's when i looked up and i saw rick place his hands on ryan's groin area crespo recalled Wrestlers separated them and Ryan asked me if I saw what happened and I said yes and so did Matt Moran. It was going to get ugly. Wrestlers and fans showed up to support Ryan after sharing his story. While others allege Ryan's accusations are the latest in the pattern of harassing and manipulative behavior from Rick Cataldo. And one Twitter user posted a slew of screenshotted tweets purporting to be from Katado's account over the past six years that the user described as racist, homophobic, and transphobic. Others within the wrestling industry have come forward with their own allegations against Katado following Ryan's statement. Pro wrestler Connor Claxton spoke out to Outsports about his own claims of sexual assault against Katado. Connor said he met Katado in either 2014 2015 about a year apart and his unwanted advances began soon after not long after i met rick he would always try to grab my cock like every time i see him several times claxton told out sports being a big guy i would just physically stop him i really didn't really didn't see myself as the victim therefore i never really saw rick as a predator at the time Claxton said he considered Rick to be a friend at the time, but claimed Cataldo's attempts to grope him grew more and more aggressive over time. One time specifically, I was trying to get ready for a match or something, and I wasn't in the mood for his advances, Claxton said. I remember grabbing his wrist 
on a dick grab attempt, and then he tried with the other hand, which I grabbed. Then I gave him a little knee to the stomach. Not hard enough to hurt him, but just to let him know I wasn't playing games. Fuck that. I'd have kicked the shit out of him. To be honest with you. According to Claxton, it was until when he saw Ryan's statement that he began viewing Cataldo's advances toward him as predatory. I never saw Rick as a predator because I didn't see myself as a victim. But when I heard what happened to Ryan and I spoke to him myself, it made a lot of sense. I saw how it affected him, Claxton said. Once there was a victim, I could clearly see what a predator he is. Wow. So that's two. The third one, professional wrestler Ali Cat took to Twitter criticizing Cataldo, calling him a manipulative predator calling him a predator and manipulative. Ali later told Outsports that her only interaction with Cataldo came when he sent her a private message in the aftermath of a breakup, describing her ex as a sociopath. He would periodically follow, unfollow, and block me on his Twitter account and the Matter of Pride account, Ali said. Here there's a message coming from Rick Cataldo. I'm going to tell you something that I, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you what someone should have told me two years ago. He never loved you. It's all a work. He is a sociopath. He doesn't take that doesn't take away your justification of being a good human being and giving more than enough for him. But what sociopaths do is use you until you until you're exactly where they want you to be. And then they're on to the next prey. Now, let's continue on. And then I'll give a breakdown about who Rick Cataldo is. Al Sports spoke to another wrestler who asked not to be named, claiming to have a similar story from early in their career. Cataldo was very sexually inappropriate to me, with me. He was saying a lot of sexual things and he groped me. I told him to cut it out, and he thought that it was funny. The wrestler told out sports. I didn't realize at the time because I wasn't intelligent enough. Honestly, it was almost like he was grooming me. He would start being nice to me, and then he came to came on very hard to me. He came on to me very hard, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. He started rumors about me. He said that I had sex with him, and he said that I was gay. And he tried to blackball me from out of the promotion. The wrestler cited Ryan's statements as the catalyst for finally speaking up about his experience. I cried when that kid put up that post because that's a post I wanted to put up for almost five years now. And I just couldn't. It's cool to see that all these people are coming out and talking about it. And it is also cool to know that I am not the only one, said the wrestler. According to one fan, Katado's alleged allegations have not been limited only to those within the profession. A fan who asked to, to be identified by their first name only, Fabio, also relayed a story of sexual assault alleging, allegedly involving Katado at a Jersey Championship wrestling event in 2014. I arrived early at the show and I remember Rick was going around all of our seats in a crouching position. And signed a pamphlet we received once we got to the venue. So he was signing autographs. 
Before he signed mine, he left his pin between my legs. And when I was about to pick it up, he grabbed my crotch instead. I quickly lift my legs up in shock, hoping that it would scare him off. Instead, he let out a real loud and ugly cackle. I made a face of disgust and told him to stop, Fabio told Outsports. According to Fabio, Cotado's aggressive behavior continued during the match that night when he sat on Fabio's lap without his consent. Fabio said that he was forced to revisit the trauma of 2016 when Cantalo began sending him suggested DMs out of the blue on Instagram. I just ended up deleting the whole page, his whole account. <clears throat> According to Fabio, he chose not to press any charges against Cantalo because he was scared that of what he would do to him in return and he didn't have any money to start any legal um, against him. If Ryan's account is accurate, it proves the window into how people within pro wrestling could be coerced into silence by those in power. According to Ryan, one of those promoters at the event, Capital Wrestling co-founder Marcus Darling reached out to him pleading to, pleading with him to withhold any public statement or legal action regarding his interaction with Katalo. I was told in no uncertain terms, you release a statement. It legit gets a thousand times worse, says Ryan. According to the messages between Ryan and the promoter that Ryan posted to Twitter, Dowling tried to convince Ryan to sign a non-disclosure agreement out of fear that taking the incident public would kill the wrestling business. There's a whole bunch of tweets here. I'm not going to get into all this shit. A recording of a three-way phone call between Ryan Cotado and Dowling occurred days after the July 2018 incident obtained by OutSports supports Ryan's claim that Dowling attempted to handle the situation out of public view. Cotado could be heard on the tape admitting that he touched Ryan's penis and apologized while downplaying the, the severity of his actions. Criticizing Ryan's concerns as some Rose McGowan Me Too bullshit and claimed that Ryan touched him inappropriately as well. When asked about this conversation, Dowling, who no longer associates himself with Capital Wrestling as of February 2020, said that he was trying to gather facts rather than letting the situation play out in court or public opinion, or play out in the court of public opinion. It was a sensitive situation that, in my estimation, needed to be handled with a conversation involving all parties. Damn that rhyme. Situation, estimation, and conversation. <laughs> Not to make light of this situation, but I had to. Public opinion is best when, when not an opinion at all, but rather discussion had with facts being presented. Darling told out sports. Social media can be honest, but social media can also be cruel. Not wanting to see Rick or Ryan be judged first by anything other than a legal standard was necessary. According to Dowling, he urged Ryan to keep the situation in-house at the time as a means of protection. At the time, Ryan was a young performer potentially standing up as what was at the time one lone public voice against Rick, who at the time was the most vocal and generally Beloved, respected, openly gay performer of his generation, Dowling said. So, you know, I'm about to say, get the fuck out of here. <clears throat> okay. 
let's get going. Making an allegation like his at the time without what would have appeared to be any legs to stand upon, save his own, would have been difficult. My only desire was to create a situation wherein if he were to say something that he would have a stable, robust, fact-based platforming supporting him. According to Dowling, his response was also informed by the impact of the situation was also informed by the impact the situation could have had on his inclusive vision for capital wrestling and wrestling as a whole. A vital piece of capital's business and marketing plan plus front facing presentation was to normalize traditionally straight cisgendering male fan bases to accept and support members of the LGBT community, not just as gay wrestlers, but as star talent. Dowling said, once the situation between Rick and Ryan occurred, I realized that this could have been very detrimental, not just to capital, but potentially to pro wrestling as an industry. It's the kind of issue that could cast the shadow of guilt that talent would have needed to overcome without setting foot in a ring. I'm going to dissect that right now. Professional wrestling has always had gay, lesbian, and bisexual professional wrestlers for many, many, many years. Promoters, matchmakers, ring announcers, announcers, all sorts of the like. That's been going on for years. The acceptance part, I can kind of understand. But then... You know, if that was the case, then characters that were androgynous like Goldust and Adrian Street would not have gotten over or um, Rick Constantino would not have gotten over. Gay wrestlers, homosexual wrestlers such as Chris Canyon, may he rest in peace, would not have been successful. Oh, no, I'm wrong. He would have been successful, but he was struggling with his identity. And like I mentioned above in the um, earlier portions of this conversation, you have Nyla Rose, who is the world champion, a transgender woman in professional wrestling. You have Razor Ramon, Tokyo Hard Gay, many, many years ago. Um, you have Daisuke, I forgot what his last name is. Um, a gay wrestler who, um, obviously he puts his... Um, Opponent's head into his uh, speedos when given a pile driver in the middle of the ring. If you watch, if you ever watched like DDT and um, Hustle back in the day, he's done things like that. So this guy coming out talking about Rick was the only lone voice or the most beloved um, gay independent wrestler in the business. Okay. Or the most beloved gay wrestler in the industry? Okay. What about Darren Young? What about Orlando Jordan? What about that? Oh, that's right. 
well, these are two black wrestlers who were in the WWE and uh, they're gay and they were champions. They might not have been beloved as Rick Cataldo, but you know, it is what it is. But let's continue on. Rick Cataldo walks the uncumbered, walks on. Unc- unencumbered by the burden of what he did to me and continues to enter locker rooms and perform. I still am. I am still carrying the pain and shame and confusion stemming from the assault daily said Ryan. I have not been able to engage with wrestling the way I used to the way that the way that I used to, I'm fearful of the locker room setting and what might occur when I choose to pursue pro wrestling again. Some worry that the accusations against Cataldo could undermine the positive advancement made by LGBTQ um, pro wrestlers and promoters. Okay. It just sucks because now he has pushed a bad taste in straight wrestlers' mouths. And they think that maybe all gay wrestlers are trying to have sex with me and that they're trying to be perverted. That's bullshit, the unnamed wrestler told Outsports. He's putting a sour taste in everyone's mouth about what is to be a part of a community and that part of wrestling. That part of the wrestling community and when the wrestling community should be safe and fun. Ryan addressed those concerns in his statement as well, saying this is not an issue of sexuality or gender. This is the issue of boundaries and consent. Rick Cotado's actions are a betrayal of the community that he represents. Ryan claimed in his Twitter post that he did file a criminal complaint against Cataldo shortly after the alleged incident. Ryan goes on to assert that Cataldo retaliated with his own complaint against Ryan, but Outsports have not been able to verify these claims or the filings claim within New Jersey court records or the Hoboken Police Department. Cotado issued a statement via Twitter denying Ryan's accusations and reiterated his claims that Ryan groped him. Cotado also claimed that Ryan sent him perverted DMs ahead of the July 20th, July 2018 event and that the July 2018 incident was a setup to get me to leave the wrestling industry. Cotado further dismissed Ryan's claims as a product of an undefined past trauma. Ryan denied having any knowledge of any plot to push Rick out of the wrestling industry to out sports and refuted Katado's claims of sexual assault and a past trauma in Ryan's life, informing his view on, of their interaction. The match on July 14th, 2018 is the only match Rick Katado and myself have ever had together. After Rick groped me on July 14th, a spot for the match was worked out where Rick would force my face in the middle of his chest to escape an arm lock. I did not recall practicing the maneuver. I hate the language. Though it was discussed and executed live as it was suggested. Couldn't have said just called it in the fucking ring. Ryan told Al Sports, aside from Rick's assault of me and some contact in the performance of the match, no such physical, no such explicit physical contact ever took place. I can't know what Rick Cataldo means when he, when claiming that a past trauma 
in my life is relevant to the issue. I would be interested to know what he thinks that is. Ryan said, Ryan also denies sending Cataldo perverted DM stating that he would invite screenshots of those alleged interactions. I have looked back into all my social media communications to try and find any contact with Rick prior to July 14th. Surprise, unsurprisingly to me, my search came up empty. Ryan said, Cataldo declined to comment further on the allegations after Outsports repeatedly outreached to Cataldo and his representatives. Okay. Can we get into it right now? I think we can get into it right now. I think it's about that time for me to just break down some shit. You know, because um, I don't know Rick Catalo from a hole in a fucking wall. I know of him. And like I stated, I know of um, where he comes from. He's from Brooklyn, New York. Well, I believe he's from Brooklyn. You know, um, I know that he trained at Gleason's gym out in Brooklyn. I'm going to bring up some stats about him. You know, uh, let's see here. He is known to be called, he is known, his gimmick, he is known as the boy diva. Let's see here. Let's bring this shit up. Here is his bio. Rick Cataldo is an American professional wrestler and professional wrestling manager. Oh, God. What the fuck? What is this shit? I don't want to see that. I need to see what the fuck's going on. Okay, here we go. He had teamed up with or has teamed. You got a part of me, ladies and gentlemen. It's early in the goddamn morning. Teams and stables with the Fella Twins. With Eddie McQueen. Rick Cotalo is an amazing manager, a great heel, fantastic storyteller, and can put anyone over in the ring. Would love to see him wrestle men more frequently, but he is a show stealer regardless of tag matches or intergender bouts. Plus, he's groundbreaking regarding his contribution to the LGBT community. Uh, he was he is a comedy style wrestler. Uh, he was trained by Johnny Rods at the at Gleason's gym at the Johnny Rods Unpredictable School of Professional Wrestling. He's known as the boy diva, the nurse, the flow, what the flower kid. He was known for doing the Rick kick and breaking balls or whatever, whatever the fuck. Anyway, from what I know, um, Rick Cotado, the boy diva, as he calls himself, um, a LGBT hero to most, uh, 
as uh my boy Dietrich would say, fan to none of you motherfuckers. Fan to none. Brooklyn, New York is where he's from. He debuted in 2005. He was the Starlet Tag the Starlet Champion and the WSU Tag Team Champion two times with Andy Social and Roxy Cotton and Eddie McQueen. So Here's Rick Cataldo, ladies and gentlemen. This man has been accused of being a sexual predator in the business. But he also has his defenders too. I'll be honest with you. Anyone that defends bullshit like this should have no business being in the business of professional wrestling. I'm going to explain something to you guys. Professional wrestling, like any other job on the face of the earth, is a job. It is a place where people can go and work and earn their money. It is a place where Like any job, for example, like being a teacher, being a security guard, being a police officer, being a um, a secretary, a messenger in a corporate office, working at a TV station or working um, in Hollywood. It's a job. And each job has what I like to call. Or what they should have. Checks and balances. Have. Anti-harassment and safe. And, and, and a safe workplace. Safe workspace. Policies. Each company. Each job should have that. Every person. That earns a dime. Should be able to go to work. Make their money without having to be sexually harassed. Have to be bothered with um, crass and crude jokes. Or anything that's disturbing or detrimental for them trying to do their job. I personally believe that that is the case. I personally believe that. No individual should ever have to feel that they got to protect themselves and cover themselves from any person applying predatory tactics and to make a person feel unsafe about doing what they like to do to earn their money and to go to work. So now this is where the issues come in. So you have one guy, the other founder of the promotion, looking to have this guy, Ryan, keep his mouth shut. We live in a time where it's not cool to be a whistleblower, but it's cool to be a whistleblower. 
When I say that, it's you look at all of this stuff here. You look at um, how if you go to a casting couch, they're going to want you to do certain things in order to get that job rather than you getting that job based on your talent, based on the effort and the hard work that your agent does to get you that work. You want an advancement on the job, you got to let me take you out to dinner. You want a, a raise? Well, stay stay after work. And maybe we can talk about it. Oh, you want that record deal? You want that, that part on the television show? You want to be in that magazine? Well, you got to do me a special favor. That's what the fuck this shit sounds like. Because I know it sounds fucking familiar. Got me cursing on Mother's Day like this on a Sunday morning. No person, man or woman, should ever have to feel unsafe at their job. No job should allow any person the opportunity to make a dime if they are sexually harassing somebody. No job should ever allow any type of person to engage in shit like this. Like I said, I don't know Rick Cotado from a hole in the wall. And I'm not going to call him all kinds of names. But I am going to say that he is fucked up. And I'm also going to say that, truth be told, you deserve everything that you get coming to you. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if you had any ethics, right, you were not engaged in the shit that you were doing to these wrestlers and to these fans. Let's look at all of the years of this sport of professional wrestling. And look at all of the people in pro wrestling that made it or didn't make it because somebody decided to want to do some shit. Now, like I said, there's always been a black eye in the sport of professional wrestling from racism amongst non-whites, you know, blacks, Japanese, Asians, Hispanic wrestlers being treated like fodder. Women in professional wrestling being treated like call girls, allegedly, thanks to the great Moolah, the fabulous Moolah. Okay? Segregated crowds in the South, blacks sitting up in the crow's nest while there's no sellout ringside because white promoters didn't want blacks integrating with whites sitting at the ringside area or the seats down below but the balconies. They didn't want their precious white folks to be intermingling with Negroes back then. You had scandals such as the ring boy scandals in the WWE back in the 80s where allegedly one of the ring announcers was molesting boys. Molesting boys that wanted to 
take jackets back and forth to the locker rooms for the pro wrestlers, ring crew members. Hell, allegedly Randy Orton's um, uncle, Barry Orton, was sexually harassed during his tenure in the WWE. Pat Patterson was accused of allegedly uh, sleeping around with some of the fit young guys to give them a big push in the WWE. We live in an era now that talking about the Me Too movement. This dude made jokes about Rose McGowan and the Me Too movement bullshit. Come on, my dude. If the shoe was on the other foot and someone was sexually harassing you, you'd have that son of a bitch in jail in a heartbeat. Why? Because he was harassing you because you're homosexual. You have wrestlers in this business. Like I mentioned. Like Nyla Rose, who is a transgender women's world champion. You have Sonny Kiss. Who is a gay wrestler. A gay African-American wrestler. And cool as fuck. But you don't hear stories about him harassing people in the locker room. Sonny Kiss is treated like a brother in that locker room by everybody and can wrestle a broomstick, a woman, a child, or whomever, but performs, but keeps his private life private. You know, some folks kind of take to light, oh, you know, uh, there's room for everybody in wrestling, which there is, and there should be room for everyone in professional wrestling. But what there should not be room for, there should be no room for pedophiles, there should be no room for racists, and there should be no room for sexual predators who harass people inside the locker room for their fucking enjoyment. Ain't nothing cool about that shit. There isn't. Now you got some people that, that are out there defending Rick Cotado. Should I drop fucking names? Maybe I should. Maybe I should drop names. And the only reason why I could drop a name of the person defending him, because that's her best friend. Now I understand, yes, you're going to stand by your best friend, right? And as most people should be able to stand by their best friends. But if your best friend does wrong, you as a friend should be correcting your best friend from engaging in the bullshit to stop people from wanting to come to work. Now, here's a person that said, Darlings, for example, said that Rick is a strong contributor and the most beloved person and one of the most outspoken advocates of the LGBTQ community in making strides in professional wrestling. And that in his promotion, Capital Wrestling at the time, his job was to make sure that every person is treated fair and that you can see a member of the LGBT community 
not just as a gay or lesbian or transgender professional wrestler, but to see them as a star wrestler. You want to see someone as a star wrestler, that's fine. That's your mission statement, that's good. But enforce your mission statement. You don't allow somebody to engage in behavior like this. Okay? Um, a couple of years ago, there was a guy from Staten Island who was sexually molesting little kids. I think his name was Rude Boy. He's banned. Some jackass from Staten Island molesting kids. Here you have a grown ass man inside of the locker room sexually harassing grown men. You guys ever read Roddy Piper's book? You ever seen his shoot interview? Piper talks about how when he was in the business, getting in the business as a as a 15-year-old kid trying to put money in his pocket, he was sexually harassed and sexually molested by several pro wrestlers back in the day. He had a reserve against, allegedly against um, Pat Patterson. He also had an alleged um, grudge against Lord Alfred Hayes. And he mentioned that in his book. He mentioned the Pat Patterson situation in his shoot interview. But if you read his book, he talks about Lord Alfred Hayes and he talks about the shit that Hayes tried to do to him or did to him. There is no room for sexual harassment anywhere. I don't care if it's in a school. I don't care if it's in a corporate office. I don't care if it's in the recording industry, the film industry, basketball, football, whatever. There's no room for sexual harassment. It is stuff like this that give people a bad name in pro wrestling. I'll take it back to when I mentioned about Chris Canyon. Chris Canyon suffered. Chris Canyon suffered by struggling with his identity. The best offensive wrestler at that time next to Diamond Dallas Page in WCW. A guy who was priming to be a main event player within the last days the last legs of world championship wrestling, Chris Canyon went on to do a whole lot of stuff. But Chris Canyon was struggling with his identity. He struggled with his identity, ladies and gentlemen. But here you have a man like Rick Cotato engaging in this shit, harassing people, grabbing people by the dick, Rubbing on their legs, jumping on people's laps, harassing fans. No, you don't do that. I would urge any professional wrestler that's listening to this. I would urge any promoter 
of any wrestling federation listening to this, whether you are an independent promoter, whether you are an up-and-coming promoter, whether you run a backyard wrestling promotion, if you are Tony Khan, if you are Shibugayashi, if you are Junakiyama, if you run AAA, the Cologne family, whomever, or even if you are part of the McMahon family, and I'm sure that the corporate wrestling organizations like New Japan, WWE, AEW, AAA, Impact, whatever, they have anti-harassment laws set up so that the professional wrestlers, the staff, the ring crew, the referees, the ring announcers, okay, the backstage announcers, the trainers, the trainees, the coaches at the performance centers are safe from sexual harassment. Safe from any form of harassment. These things need to be in place. And I say this is because this will weed out any person in your locker room that's engaging in bullshit. Now, the banter between all of these folks was done on Twitter. Court of public opinion. Everyone goes on Twitter to air their grievances. Because that's what people do. But then when a guy like Rick Catalo can say that this is some Rose McGowan Me Too bullshit. Nah, motherfucker, you just trying to cover your ass. Literally. Saying some shit like that. Again, there's no strange comparison. But these comparisons are on equal footing. You know... When I was serving in the church, I, me and my team, we came up with a safe sanctuary um, policy. We needed to have it done because we were looking to protect the best interest of the partitioners inside the church, the church personnel and the community. And the reason why is because sexual molestation and sexual harassment in the churches were at an all time high. Not just only in the Catholic churches, but other Christian churches as well. And the same bullshit was also going on in synagogues elsewhere and everywhere else throughout the United States. But we needed to implement one because we were proactive and we did that. We created it so that we would make sure every person in the community was safe. Every person that was working in the church was safe. Every person coming into the church was safe. That's called safe sanctuary. We have Dadasa Acts in the public schools. Anti-harassment laws in the school system. We have that there. The corporate places, the corporate jobs have sexual harassment laws, anti-harassment laws set up in the event some idiot decides to slip up and want to try to go and harass somebody. All of that stuff is already set up there. But here's where the issue lies. Bullshit 
wrestlers like Rick Cotado can come up there. Yeah, I'm sounding like um I'm <laughs> like I'm about to eat some nice nice food later on. You got some people who come out there, go in these locker rooms and harass people. For what reason? No idea. They do this just for their kicks. They do this just for their um their 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 fun or whatever the hell it may be. But at the end of the day, you don't do that sort of stuff. You just don't. You have no right, no call, no photo file. Pardon for that, ladies and gentlemen. To sexually harass anybody. I don't care who you are. You don't do that. Guys like Rick Cotado left a black eye and will leave a black eye in this business. And it sucks. If anybody in the sport can ban a person for making a racist joke or say something that's insensitive, that's all fine and good. You should be able to ban somebody who is sexually harassing talent inside of the locker rooms. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mark Morell, a.k.a. Mark Knight. One half of that illustrious tag team wrestlers with experience. And I'm closing out here just by letting you all know that if you like this episode, Please share this. Make sure that you um, reach out to all of our podcasting um, outlets that you enjoy listening to your programming on. Follow us. Follow me. XM Nightbuster on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram, M double 44. Follow Dietrich Davis at Dietrich Davis on Demand on Twitter. Also follow us on our respected Facebook pages or whatever. Uh, you can email Dietrich. I believe it's uh, ddondemand at gmail.com. And uh, like and support our podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, I'm going to get up for this because this thing, like, literally was a strain. But I had to do this because it needed to be addressed. And again, shout out to uh, Sonny Black for posting this article up on uh, Facebook on Friday. So that um, we can uh, So this can be discussed and addressed Like I said I was kind of You know iffy about wanting to address this situation But I felt the need to do it Because it just needed to be done It needed to be done Jesus H Christ You know I try to put things on silent But everything just pops up Oh my god Goddamn phone Anyway um, Follow us on Twitter Follow us on Instagram Follow us on our respective other sites. And we thank you very much for listening to this edition of Wrestlers with Experience. I am Mark Knight, a.k.a. Mark Morell, the executioner. One half of that illustrious tag team with Dietrich Davis. And I'm out.